Now I understand why you hit me right here when I watched it because you it was part of you, like you said earlier, part of your DNA. So it makes and why I'm so excited about it, everything that continues to happen and happened before. And when, when I remember how it was, you realize this really is your life. This is not something you went to school and trained for. I mean, only, I mean, I trained for the music part of it, but for the humanity, it's who God trained me for. Mm, that's powerful. That's powerful. If I get to play the role of Annie Johnson, you won't be able to hit me in the head with a red apple. <laughs> That is powerful in itself, and thank you so much for sharing. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tina Ramsey Show. I am so excited to have today's featured guest because when I think about making moves and breaking records, captivating audiences all over the world, of all backgrounds, today's featured guest, Melville Moore, is a definition of marvelous. She's the first African-American woman or actress to take over a leading role in the hit Broadway play Hair. She is also the first African-American actress to win the Tony in the category of Best Supporting Actress for her role in Pearly. In addition, she's also the first African-American couple with the amazing Clifton Davis to have a network TV variety show called the Melbourne and Clifton Davis Hourly on CBS. And who can forget her impressive five octave vocal range creating multiple number one hits such as A Little Bit More, You Stepped Into My Life, and Read My Lips, having 55 single releases in her impressive music portfolio and adding to that legacy the beautiful new hit album, Imagine, which is truly a family affair and a true labor of love. Today, Melba Moore, mm -mm, she's not slowing down. She is actually on a project with the iconic movie, Adventation of Imitation of Life with the portrayal of Annie Johnson at the Cicely Tyson Theater. And this summer, she will receive a much deserved honor and the acclaim that she deserved with receiving her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And to think, Melba Moore started off as a school teacher after graduating college. So right now, without further ado, let me just bring her on, the marvelous Melba Moore. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. What an intro. Thank you for having me. Wow, I did all that. <laughs> yes, you did. And that's just some of it. <laughs> Ooh. Yes, I'm just so um, excited to have you here today because when I think about ones who breaking barriers, ones who uh, made history, you definitely fit that definition of marvelous. You, you fit it to a T. And so, although, you know, growing up in a musically inclined family, you started off as a school teacher. So what made you transition from school teacher to go into singing and the entertainment industry? I, I think quickly, I, it was in my DNA. Uh, my natural father was uh, Teddy Hill. He was a very famous band leader back in the big band days. But uh, he didn't marry my mother. My mother was a single parent until she married my stepfather, who she had a performance group with. And he was a piano player. 
and a singer. And he had a, a son and a daughter. So then I had a full family, I had siblings, but he made us all learn how to play the piano. And music became from not being in my life at all to being the centerpiece of our whole family life. Everybody played the piano. Yeah. All my stepfather's sisters and brothers played the piano or some instrument. So all of a sudden it was the centerpiece of our lives. And then they just, they determined that, um, I'll put it like my stepfather said, he said, I want you to get a real job, not like you and like, like me and, and your mother, because mm -hmm. we don't, we never know what, um, our work is going to be from day to day. We want to have, we want you to have some security. So that's why, um, my sister and my brother and I we were all school teachers. Uh, one of my brothers was an attorney, but we were all in some kind of kind of intellectual arena rather than performance. That's why we went there. But then at a certain point I said, well, daddy, that's your dream. It's not mine. So would you mind, you know, helping me to get into the industry? And if it doesn't work, I'll come back and teach. Well, he took me around to some of his agents and um, booking agents and um, publishers and different uh, people that he knew. But one of the first people I met just sitting in, in, in the office there was Valerie Simpson. She had some other business there. And so we just started talking and we exchanged information. And she said, well, can you read music? I said, I teach music. What do you mean read music? No. <laughs> No, I said, yes, I do. <laughs> but uh, meeting her was my entree into the industry as a studio backup singer. One of the recording sessions that we were booked to do turned out to be for a gentleman, a composer by the name of Galt McDermott. And he was also a keyboard artist. And he was performing his own um, album of the music from the Broadway musical Hair. He had written all the music for hair. And he was being um, assisted uh, by uh, Jim Rader and Jerry Ragney, who were the two stars of, of the show, but they had also written the book and the lyrics. So they, they were together doing all the music from this Broadway musical. I had never even been to a play at, at that point. And nothing in my history or in my life that, that indicated that I would have anything to do with theater. But <clears throat> the uh, album that he was working on took about two weeks to do because he did all of, all of the music from it. And um, but at the end of the, um, the session, they informed us that they were still casting. And um, they basically liked the way we sang and they were looking for strong singers. And what they promised was that if we wanted to, we could go down and sing for the producer and the director. And if we wanted to be in the, in the, in the play, they would make a place for us. So it was not really an audition or we were auditioning by singing the backup music and they, they were looking for strong singers. But that's how I got my first Broadway show, which happened to turn out to be Hair. Before I left the show, uh, I wound up doing the female lead and replacing Diane Keaton being the first black actress to replace a white actress. But it, it sounds like an accident, but you know there is a God. Yes. No <laughs> that wasn't an accident. And the thing right now is celebrating its 55th year anniversary on the hit Broadway play uh, Hair. And just to think about how everything fell in place for you, it was already planned out. You just had to go through the motions. You just had to do what you needed to do. And it's just amazing. Well, it sounds so, like it was easy, but it was not easy to leave teaching school. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> no uh, experience in entertainment 
or in the theater, uh, going against the advice of my parents. Uh, there was no one in my environment that said, oh, yeah, you'll be good at this. Everybody said, you know, your mother's a great singer. You'll never sound like her. No one encouraged me. So I was really scared to death. Wow. The, the fact that you kept, it just shows the tenacity and the, the zeal because you went on your purpose. You knew that even though it wasn't what everybody saw, that you said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And you went through it. And I would like to encourage everyone that's watching to walk your path. Many times parents out of love. But, but, but let me stop you, Tina. I did not know what I was doing. It's, and, and when people are coming out and they're young and there's nobody around to either teach them or encourage them, they're going to be scared. And yeah. so I'm, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want them to think I knew what I was doing. I was so scared, but I went anyway. Mm. So I would say, you know, try to get some friends, try to get somebody to be with you. Don't, don't try to do it by yourself, but please try even though you're scared. <laughs> I love that point because sometimes you have to do something when you're scared because look at what happened. Now you're celebrating, like I said, the 55th anniversary. That led to other opportunities such as you're the first African-American woman to win a Tony in the best female support and actress category in the hit Broadway Pearly. So even though you say you were scared, you kept on moving and then it led to other things. <laughs> Melissa Moore and Curly. to do despite of being you know afraid so how did it feel when you was doing all these things you was afraid but you still did it and then you saw how it just opened up so many other opportunities for you well it was a combination of excitement because imagine <clears throat> i'll start with hair being mm -hmm. being in a broadway show mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's a mouthful right there <laughs> You see, there it's a real theater. People are coming, they're sitting in the audience. You're looking at this, you're taking this in. And and of course, the Broadway show Hair broke all the rules. It wasn't like really like a straight play with dialogue. It was a bunch of vignettes that were put together. So it was hard to even figure out really what was going on. It was the first Broadway show that used rock music in the theater. 
So you, you I was always disoriented. <laughs> I was always feeling like I was kind of like a, on another planet or something. Well, kind of in, I'm in a bubble. But what I noticed, like in the Broadway show here, it was a loving bunch of people with open hearts and minds. I never mm -hmm. experienced that either. Not amongst the racists. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you were with your culture or with your group, yes. But I remember as a school teacher, I was not allowed to wear my hair natural. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I don't want you to think that this was just, you know, a walk in the park. Oh, no, I don't think that because with every... I, I'm not you, 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 you don't, but I mean, the people listening to it, it's such a marvelous story. You, oh, well, she just kind of floated through. No. <laughs> well, no. I, I, th I think I could encourage people to say whatever kind of education you can get, it doesn't have to be a formal one, learn as much as you can because what happened, these things happened because I was well studied. I, I taught before I got a chance to, to get on the stage. Uh, I'm kind of a late bloomer now because everybody's kind of in my age category. They, they're, they're still even now much further than I because I started so late. But by the time I did start, I was really well prepared. So whatever way you can get some preparation for what it is you're dreaming of, I would encourage you to try to do that because you get so many surprises. Nobody can tell what life is going to be. But if you learn as much about the basics, about business, about how to count your money yourself, uh, um, about um, ABCs, uh, uh, um, formal education as much as you can. If you can't, then get some mother wit, learn, go to church, learn <laughs> how to read the Bible, learn as much as you can. Because when the opportunities come, you don't have any idea what they're going to be. But in a way, you're going to be kind of prepared. Mm, I love that that gem that you just dropped, being prepared and different things that you can do in the now to prepare yourself for it, uh, which is something tangible that all of us can do. Um, you gave us formal education that we can pull to pull through, but if we don't have that, we have the Bible and be around whatever it is that you desire to be. Go around that type of people to kind of be a sponge to kind of learn uh, the what you need to do in order to be prepared to be able to maneuver because like you said it wasn't easy for you it wasn't easy for you to do what you're doing but it can be done and so i just you said it beautifully you said it so beautifully yes wow like that is powerful in itself and i love pulling little little points and gems like that for the viewing audience because what we see now is the marvelous Melba Moore. And thank God for that. I'm not, you know, negating that, but I, I, I have an opportunity. You give me the camera and the microphone to, to, to make that happen for some other people too. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I think that's, that's why God gives it to you. Exactly. And that's why you're a true trailblazer because a true trailblazer, a person who making a positive impact is not just thinking about themselves. They're thinking about the people that's coming behind them and yes. how you can make their journey uh, less. They don't have to go through the pitfalls that possibly you had to go through and the struggles and the challenges because now you're saying, hey, I wish I would have known X, Y, Z before I did this and that. And so now they can say, wait, I can watch her journey and listen to the words that she's saying, and I need to get prepared, number one. <laughs> and, 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 and also, because you won't have my pitfalls, but you will have pitfalls. Know that. Accept that, that. 
and kind of brace yourself or get in shape. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's you true. Skateboard, go skate and do something. Just get in shape, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I had a fall the other day. It was incredible. The, the light was out. It was black. I couldn't see. But I'm in shape. So I, I didn't I didn't injure anything as badly as I could because mm -hmm. you will fall. Yeah. That's part of success. Many people want the success, but they don't realize before you get to the success, it's a whole lot of failing forward that comes that no one sees in order to get to that moment. Okay. Yes, and so yes. I appreciate you sharing that with them so they can understand that it's levels to this. <laughs> it's oh, levels. Yes. Yes. Multiple levels to this. And so when I think about all the different things and all the different plateaus that you hit, you're celebrating the 50th anniversary of you did some you you're just a woman of so many different firsts and you're so humble because you was actually uh you and Clifton Davis was actually the first couple to start your own show your well, variety show. Uh, first black couple remember racism don't forget that yes the first black let me let me make sure I go back the first black couple to be able to have your variety show called the Melba Moore and Clifton Davis Hourly I actually watch it and it's amazing okay and the so much talent that was went yeah. through your show and yeah. all that you was doing all the different parts that you and Clifton did it was just amazing and it was on CBS during a time where you didn't see too many of us right. uh having those positions so how did that feel oh are my <laughs> eyes getting big again <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's always exciting to remember that because it was just so awesome how it happened first of all clifton and i were in love we were a couple so imagine that ladies and gentlemen melba moore and clifton davis ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to our first show of the summer season. <laughs> and I'd just like to say, I can't really tell you how good it feels to be doing this show with my old lady. <laughs> well, I, I can tell you it makes me feel pretty great to be doing this show with my old man. Hey, how about a good luck kiss? Sure. Now, you call that a kiss? Yeah. That ain't no kiss. A kiss is something that goes wham, pow, you know, makes your hands tremble and your legs go weak. My kiss didn't do this to you. Not that one. Well, what have you been doing, comparing my kisses to somebody else's? Oh, no, honey, I just... Well, uh... if you have, I'm going to give you a wham-pow that'll make your legs go weak. <laughs> oh, come on now, honey. Now, let me give you a Clifton Davis special. Oh, well, now, honey, not in front of millions of people. I am not ashamed of the way I feel about you. I have nothing to hide, so lay it on me. Oh, no, my mama told me about boys like you. <laughs> and everybody knows how gorgeous he still is. You too. What you talking about? <laughs> what, you talking about? <laughs> what you talking about? You too. <laughs> well, it, it was very, very, very difficult because we were both new in television. Mm -hmm. and done that before um we were both new in theater 
he he was down the street uh, in, he started out in the chorus of hello dolly which was then starring instead of barbara streisand it was starring pearl bailey oh, i want God. you to get a glimpse of the times we were in hmm. new things exploding like that and if anybody is young and they don't know even firsthand or so the talent of pearl bailey you got to go google her and see some of her work first of all back in those days Everybody was a dancer too. Yeah. I mean, I can hardly walk. You know, I go to the gym so I can walk. <laughs> <laughs> but he was down the street in the course, but he went from there to uh, uh, the starring role in Two Gentlemen of Verona, one of the starring mm -hmm. roles, a Broadway mm -hmm. musical. So we were both starring on Broadway at, at, at the time, eventually. I'm sure that was probably first. A, yeah. a, a black actress and, and, and a black actor both starring on Broadway. There's just, there's just so many things that I can look back now that the dust has settled a little bit <laughs> and, and, and realize and try to put into uh, some detail just how awesome it was. Mm -hmm. And I would agree because looking back on the history, because I'm sure when you was doing it, you weren't thinking about I'm the first or he's the first or we are the first. But now looking back, retrospect to be... But Tina, you know what we're thinking about? How do we what? do this? <laughs> because but nobody's done it before. I mean, like, and it, it had to be comedy for the TV show. And mm -hmm. I, I remember Clifton and I were both very sensitive to what was going to be the jokes. Yes. What was going to be the comedy? And one of one of the queens of comedy, uh, Moms Mabley, was was our landlord. <laughs> so you know yeah. that's going to be funny right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, y'all had so many amazing actors and actresses to come along. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys with a, a triple hit, you had you could sing, dance, and act. Like it was, it was just so entertaining. Like right now, I, I was watching it last night. I was like, this show need to be back syndicated <laughs> to go back on TV to be playing all the time because it was just. It's so good. And the fashions. Yes. Can we not forget the fashions? Like, excuse me. I got to give credit to her name is Blondie Brown. My mm -hmm. hair. Let me just say this. With Blondie Brown doing my hair, my hair was ridiculous. <laughs> I'm serious. And oh, the beautiful natural, putting all the beauty in the natural hairstyles. I mean, just gorgeous in the outfits. It was just a, it was like you were doing theater every night because it was an experience. When I, when I look at each episode, I'm like, oh, look at what the outfit you're going to wear next. What the hair, you know, you know, what dancing are you going to do? Like it, it's a, it's a movement. So it was just great. Uh, and so when I think about all those firsts that you was able to accomplish, it's just, one after another, it's just so remarkable and, and incredible to see. But then when we talk about your vocals now, it's very few people on this earth that can, well, a good of people can sing, but honey, you can sing, all right? <laughs> like, 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 you can, you can sing. Tina, like, can I tell you what you just said? You said I could S-A-N-K, sing. That's worse than sing. Uh-uh, no, 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 <laughs> up in the neighborhood. That is a stamp of honor because that five- Oh, no, I know range, it is. Thank you, thank you. Listen, that five octave range that you have, I, I just had to pause. Like, like you have an amazing five octave range that everybody, I mean, you're blessed to have one, but you have five, okay? And the fact that you was able to win 
or be nominated for a Grammy. And let me just say some of your song titles because everybody, and just in case y'all watching watching this interview and you saying, I know I recognize her. I'm, pr- I'm sure you do. Because let me say these songs. This is it. You stepped into my life. Ooh, a little bit more. And your Grammy-nominated song, Read My Lips, in the category of Best Rock Performance. You was at, We got nominated in that, which was very unique because only two other black women was actually nominated in the rock performance category, the best female rock performance, which was Tina Turner and the late Donna Summer. So when you think about, when you think about that, like, listen, like it's only three. It's Melba Moore, Tina Turner, Donna Summers. I mean, listen, (laughs) wow. How does that feel? Well, I'll try to be nice and say I'm just honored to be in the same category. And everybody knows the work of Tina Turner. Everybody knows the work of, of Donna Summer. So, mm. you know, I'm not being show business. I mean, that's <laughs> ridiculous to be in that category. And then, it, of course, it was the category of rock. It wasn't even R&B. Yes, rock. So, I mean, I'm... I'll just say I'm honored, but as you can see, I'm very explicitive. I'm ex- you know, I'm explosive. I don't know. I'm just excited. <laughs> I'm saying, and the fact that it was, like you said, it was rock. It, I mean, traditionally we'll know R&B, different stuff like that, but the, to be in a category like that, and it's just amazing to be Grammy nominated. So I love it. I I listen to like I'm a fan myself. Just in case you didn't know, I know exactly who you are and what you and what your portfolio brings to the table. I'm like, thank you. It's just amazing. So you didn't stop there, Melba. What <laughs> you decided that you're gonna take it to yet another level, and you created, or I should say, it's a family affair, a labor of love going into create another hit album called Imagine. So what made you decide to say, okay, I'm going to work with my family and we're going to do this album Imagine. What was the thought behind this hit album Imagine? Well, I have several independent projects out that are successful and mm-hmm. uh, D-Nice has been really very helpful in uh, bringing attention to you stuff in my life and some of the dance, Love's Coming At You and some of the dance songs that are a classic. Uh, but we were all shut down for two and a half years during COVID. So nobody wasn't doing nothing, really. And um, during that time, my daughter brought me some songs and said that her Uncle Bo had thought that these would be good for me. Well, her Uncle Bo is my ex-husband's brother. So so, need, so needless to say, our construction wasn't qu- quite the same since we're divorced. <laughs> But I listened to the songs and she brought me quite a sh- over over the, the period of two years, she brought me about 20 songs altogether. And so I listened to them all. And then eventually I said, okay, well, they're wonderful, but I don't even know if they're good for me. And um, now I'm listening for myself. I'm not listening with my A&R team. I'm not listening with somebody who's going to help me see the music um, from outside of me. Well, I, that's what I thought. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Then I listened to the music. I said, well, wait a minute, Uncle Bo and his brother gave me all my hits. They know it's a hit for me. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. she says, well, Uncle Bo thinks you should start trying to go in the studio and see what, see what comes out. So that's how it, it began. And um, I did one by one. And then uh, she and her Uncle Bo and 
his brother, my ex-husband, listen to the music. <laughs> listen, listen to the music and put it into a sequence and um gave it back to me to listen to it. I said, that's wonderful. Who is it? <laughs> because really it sounded beautiful, it sounded fresh, it yeah. sounded serene. Mm-hmm. It had a, a beautiful energy. Mm-hmm. Um but the music was different than I guess I, well, I, I was listening outside of myself. So it just it sounded different, but it sounded wonderful. Mm. And then my daughter said, Ma, that's you. Yes. You they, had you have- they had sequenced it and everything. Probably if I had sequenced it, I don't know. They know how to do that. I, don't, that's not, I, I never did that. They always did. So basically what, what I saw, I had my team back. Wow. Well, congratulations. So I said, okay. Now, now what do we do? I said, because we, we don't have a label. We don't have, um, you know, none of us are in the same positions that we were before. So after talking about it, we realized it was time to pass the baton on to her. Mm. You brought this to mom. You see me in a different way. You see me in a way that they see me also. So this should be a family project because it could be a good professional project because everybody in it, are experienced at, at uh, having success, not just my success, except my daughter, Charlie, because she's, she's new. <laughs> so now it's her turn for us to counsel her and for us to, to tell you what only the next generation can tell you, how it is, what it is, what the orga- or- organism is of now mm-hmm. and how you fit in and who you are now. Anyway, that's how it came about. Hmm, I absolutely love it. And I have to talk about this topic here because you are on another project on the remarkable, iconic movie. Um, we all can remember Imitations of Life, but this is this is the adaptation of the Imitation of Life. And you're going to be portraying the, the maid, Annie. Oh, listen, I watched this movie. It brings tears to my eyes, but also it brings you back to that time. And it polarized what we're going through still in the now, which is the sad part about it. But how does it feel to be able to be doing that iconic role and putting the marvelous Melba on it? (laughs) Well, in so many ways, I feel like God's hand is is definitely on it because the role is of a maid. That's what I got a Tony Award for in Pearly, playing a maid. The other thing is because my mother was away all the time performing, I was raised by an orphan. Uh, um, she wasn't. She wasn't even raised by sharecroppers. She was shuffled from one family to the other, from one farm to to the other, and somehow she made her way up north and uh, worked for families. And that's how my mother hired her. But I was imitating her when when I was doing the role of the maiden pearly. That's my point. So, you know, I was so good. They thought I should have a Tony Award. They thought I was acting. (laughs) (laughs) You did deserve it. (laughs) I guess my point is that I feel, first of all, very comfortable in the character, in the person of Annie Johnson. I feel like I know her person. That's who I was raised by. Someone who, whose only identity came forth when she was taking care of somebody else's identity. Mm. She's standing between the mother and the daughter, and she's saying, well, your mother means this. She means that. Your mother's not here. 
I take her place. You take the you you fill up the void of the family. That's what the nanny does. That's what yes. the maid does. I feel like I know her spirit. Not so much just Annie Johnson, but that person. That's who I am, kind of. I hope that's why I still have my humility, you know. Yeah, that's powerful that you actually was able to pull from your real life and your experiences to be able to convey pearly for the Broadway play pearly. That's why it was so believable and felt so yeah. real because it was your life. I, I never knew that. And no, so, so you're giving me an opportunity to say that, and and I'm so sure the people who. Uh, commissioned me to do the role of Annie Johnson. They don't know that. Wow, that's powerful. So, but God knows it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so why. Once again, I don't think it's, it's not an accident. No, that's not an accident. But, but it is it's extraordinarily unusual for someone to call, because right now I'm mainly known for singing, mm -hmm. to invite me to do that role. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think it's extraordinary. It is extraordinary. To, to, get the, to get the opportunity. It is. And the fact that you was able to pull, it was like your life was preparing you for these roles. Like, yes, it was, you're saying it, was, it. It prepared you. Now I understand why you hit me right here when I watched it because you, it was part of you. Like you said earlier, part of your DNA. So it and made. And why I'm so excited about it, everything that continues to happen and happened before. And when, when I remember how it was, you realize this really is your life. This is not something you went to school and trained for. I mean, only, I mean, I trained for the music part of it, but for the humanity, it's who God trained me for. Mm, that's powerful. That's powerful. If I get to play the role of Annie Johnson, you won't be able to hit me in the head with a red apple. <laughs> you that is powerful in itself and thank you so much for sharing but with all that being said melva and i love to say marvelous because honey you earned that in the definition of marvelous <laughs> even though you humble i can brag on you <laughs> so um this summer you're actually going to receive one of the one of the biggest honors that an actress a singer they look forward to and some don't even get to achieve or even have this but you God's plan. You're going to be able to this <laughs> summer get be able to have your uh, star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yes. It's like everything is going full circle. So I know you're excited. Oh, well, absolutely. I don't really have proper words for it. I can just say this. Having my nose to the grindstone and trying to figure out what's going on from step to step and especially trying to figure out what is your life's purpose for mm -hmm. it never occurred to me to even dream of something like the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I didn't even get to that part yet. Mm. Yeah. So I'm gonna make sure I write speeches and stuff because I don't have words for how I feel about what I know the importance of this is and the accomplishments people have made that are not going to get this opportunity. And that of course it didn't happen just for me. It costs a lot of money, so so people are paid into it. There's a lot of um, rules and regulations that you have to go through. Many, many, many people have come together and helped me to have this. And it, I'm, going, I'm going to include as many as I can think, or the, many of the parts, if not all the people. I might, I might not be able to name all the people that participate in me being able to do this, 
but as many mm. of the parts as I can so I can actually physically, respectfully acknowledge what it took to have this because it is extraordinary. It is. And congratulations on all of your past, present, and future uh, successes because I know that you're not slowing down. You're going to keep on going and I'm going to yep. keep on watching. And I thank you for being such an inspiration to not only little black girls from all over, but women and girls in general, because yes. when we when I see you, I knew that I could become, if that makes sense, okay? Absolutely. And so this is the media industry and it's representation is important. So the marvelous Melba, I'm going to say that, honey. Say your name, okay? Melba. I'll receive it. I'll receive it. Thank you, too. I thank you personally for what you're doing, what you're continuing to do, and just, you just don't know how many people you're inspiring, including myself and so many people that's going to be watching. So thank you, and congratulations on your star. Congratulations you. on all your number ones. And I love your new the Imagine album, and tell your wonderful daughter, uh, Charlie, amazing job on the album. And so, you know, and just keep doing what you're doing. You're amazing. I can't believe the adaptation of the imitation of life. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. And so to wrap this up, what do you want people to remember the most about you? Because you hit, you're an actress, you're a singer, you're, you're a figure of history, but what do you want all of us to remember about you? I care about people. Mm-hmm. And I think God rewards you for that. And I know we're talking about God, but I'm a born again Christian. So that's all I know. Okay. I'm a Christian, so I don't care. Go ahead. <laughs> so out of all the things that you get a chance to show off in the front of the camera and to look pretty and to be healthy and to keep yourself in shape, I want them to know I care. I want to set a good example, and I want you to do the same thing with you. And I hope I inspire people to be the best that they are. Mm, well, you know, that is so true. Um, one person had went down to say, uh, you can say a lot of things, you can do a lot of things for people. But the one thing that a person will always remember is how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. And let me say this. The marvelous Melvin Moore makes us feel good. <laughs> you make us feel good. So thank you for all your um, contributions to our history and for you continuously just pouring into us, not just as an entertainer, but as a person, as a human being that just want to see all of us win too. So thank you for giving us the roadmap. I appreciate it. So thank you for being on the Tina Gansley Show. And thank Brian. you. I hope you know I enjoyed this very much. Our Media Network is now accepting new podcasters to join our growing network that's reaching 350 million global listeners. Have you heard? CTR Media Network offers podcast production, podcast training, distribution, and product placement. Book us for your next event or schedule an interview with CTR Media Network podcasters today. To learn more, go to ctrmedianetwork.com.